0: Hello, and welcome to the Cedarville Stories podcast. My name is Sarah Gump. I am a member of the Public Relations Department here at the university. Today on the show, we have two very special girls, Tessa Landrum and Nicole Hackett. They are both student writers within the Public Relations Department. It has been a blessing to work with them both. You will soon find out that your host, Mark Weinstein, is also their boss, and he is very proud to have them both on the public relations team. Enjoy this fun conversation.
1: Thank you, Sarah, for the introduction. I am Mark Weinstein, and welcome back to another episode of the Cedarville Stories podcast. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. It's hard to believe that we've been airing stories of Cedarville people for nearly a year and a half. And as of this recording, which is in early February, We are approaching 13,000 downloads. This is a great accomplishment for a young program. Thanks for being a faithful listener. And let me remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you hear these stories so you won't miss a single episode. Today in the program, I have two students who will be graduating in just a few weeks from Cedarville University. And that can bring great joy and some apprehension. I'm talking with Nicole Hackett and Tessa Landrum. Nicole is from Nebraska and is majoring in professional writing and information design. For the past three years, Nicole has been working in the public relations department as a writer. We'll talk more about her experiences in PR later on the podcast. Tessa is originally from Texas, but for the past four plus years, she's called Kentucky home. Like Nicole, Tessa is a student writer in the public relations office, but unfortunately for the PR team, she only joined us at the start of this academic year. She's a strong writer, just like Nicole and has brought expertise to the team. Welcome to the podcast, Nicole and Tessa. It's great to have both of you on the program. So for starters, um, I am interested in hearing from both of you how you found your way to Cedarville University four years ago. So Nicole, you're from Nebraska, as I said in the introduction. How did someone from the Cornhusker State find Cedarville University?
2: Yeah, that's a very good question. So I found Cedarville, literally by Google. It's a great resource. I love Google. I use it all the time. And I um, I have two older siblings and they both went to a Christian university in Arkansas. And so that was the first university I didn't want to go to. And so I was like, okay, I want to go to a Christian university, but I don't want it to be that one. What other ones are there? And so I just Googled top Christian universities in the Midwest. And I got this random blog that had these top universities in the Midwest. One of which was Cedarville. And so I clicked on that and went to their website and looked around and fell in love with the college, honestly, just by looking around. One of the things that stood out to me most was that um, the doctoral statement was just like plain plain as day, which I know sounds so weird that a prospective student cared that much about the doctoral statement, but I did. And I was able to easily find it and know exactly what Cedarville believed. And that just spoke volumes for me. And so, yeah, I fell in love with it. My parents didn't fall in love with it because it's so far away. And so Uh it came along to me having to convince them that I could go over 14 hours away for school and they did. They eventually fell in love. I got them on campus and I remember leaving our campus visit and they're like, we hate how far away it is, but we love this school. And they have yeah. said that to this day that they don't like how far away it is, but they love the school and they will always support it. So that's how I found Cedarville.
1: Well, perhaps, uh, you know, after graduation, uh, you'll relocate back to Nebraska and you've be <laughs> closer to them, but... Yes. So so in your story, uh, I assume you came out for a campus visit, right? Mm-hmm.
2: So the first time I was on campus was actually for a summer camp. Um, I came for the English writing camp in, okay. over between my junior and senior year. Um, and so it was like, hey, mom and dad, I'll be like educational. Send me to this camp so I can visit the college. And so that's when I decided I wanted to go to Cedarville. I applied after that, got accepted. Um, and it wasn't until later my senior year that I drug all of them out to Ohio for an actual campus visit, which finally got them on board to say, yes, this is where you're going. So,
1: That's a great story. Thanks yeah. for sharing. So yeah. what about you, Tessa? Uh, how did you find Cedarville?
3: That is quite an interesting story. I came in the fall of 2017 is when I started as a student, but I had never heard of Cedarville until the beginning of July that same year. My dad is a worship pastor and was visiting a conference in Tennessee, and he connected with one of the worship professors from here at Cedarville. Um, They had actually been involved in the same state conference when they were doing ministry in Florida in the 90s. So they reconnected and were talking, and she handed him the information about Cedarville and was like, this is a great option for Tessa. Go ahead and take a look at it. So he came home, and we talked about it. That was the very beginning of that month. I had not planned to come to Cedarville. I was going to school online to earn a degree in communication, but God just opened all of these doors and got me to Cedarville within six weeks. I mean, I was able to find a place on campus. Um, I was able to get the scholarship that I needed to attend. God just made it clear that this is where I was supposed to be. And I actually had never even visited the campus. I came two weeks before classes started and took a tour. And that was my only exposure to campus at that point. So God just made away and so that's why I'm here. <laughs>
1: did you not even know what campus looked like by even going online and, and looking on the website?
3: I did a little bit of a virtual tour that's available online, but that was the only exposure I had had.
1: So you said you were an online student pursuing a degree in communication. Mm-hmm. How many years were you into your studies through your online program? Just one. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just curious, because I know you're homeschooled, Mm -hmm. did that play a role into why you wanted to go to school, so to speak, online
3: yeah it was just it was convenient it was really affordable and you know I had connections in the homeschool community where I had grown up who had gone through that program before and it really worked for them so it just made sense at the time
1: yeah that's a great story there's been a lot of benefits I know for you going to Cedar with Nicole as well but uh, and we'll get into that in a minute so as I said at the, at the beginning of the podcast uh, we're recording this in early February by the time this airs, If I did the math right, you have about five weeks left before you graduate. I know that's a great feeling for students. It's a great feeling for parents. But I also know it can be fearful. So what does the thought of graduating, leaving everything you have experienced for the last two to four years uh, behind, does it bring you joy, fear, or a combination of both? Let's start with Tessa.
3: I think there's a lot of joy that comes with that. There's a little bit of apprehension just because I'm not quite sure where I'm going to land in terms of employment. And I'm still figuring out what kind of company I'd like to be a part of, but I'm ready to move on. Um, My experience at Cedarville has been wonderful and I've learned so many things and I think that I'm well prepared. And so I'm just excited to move forward and go wherever God is calling you next.
1: One thing we know is he's calling you to Kentucky after you graduate because that's you're going to be getting married soon after graduation, right?
3: I am on May 15th.
1: <laughs> so two weeks after you graduate, uh, you'll be married. Yeah. And you met your future husband here at Cedarville, right?
3: I did, yes. So I started at Cedarville as a double major. I was worship and communication. But in our first introduction to the program meeting, like first day of classes, I met him there. And in a group of all of the freshman worship majors, we all had a similar lunch schedule. Yeah. So we would get together and have lunch every week. And so that's how I got to know him.
1: He's a great guy. I've met him a couple of times as he interned at Patterson Park Church where I attend. Mm-hmm. And actually you've joined him at times as well. So yeah. uh, how about you, Nicole? Are you uh, so excited to get out of here or is there a little bit of fear?
2: Um, definitely a lot of fear. <laughs> I, I think people, when they ask me, I say I am in denial at this point <laughs> of the process in early February. It's just like a whole bunch of unknowns and I don't do unknowns very well. But yeah, It's been great. I've loved Cedarville, and so I don't want to leave, but also I know, like I said, I have two older siblings, and so I know life outside of college is also great, Um, but it's just getting over that barrier of like what's unknown and trusting in the Lord to be like he's going to provide, and he knows what's there waiting for me. I just don't know that yet, and so that's kind of where I am at right now, so who knows where I'll be, what I'll be working, the unknown of all of
1: that. And that's all part of the faith process, trusting the Lord. Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to miss the most about Cedarville?
2: Ooh. So I'm a pretty big introvert. Yes, in you are. Cedar, like being on campus, <laughs> being on campus definitely forces me to like have that community that I won't be forced to have outside of Cedarville. And I really, truly do love communing with people. I just don't like initiating that community. And so I'm really going to miss just in the unit being with the girls. I live in Maddox. And so we have this wonderful lounge and just like sitting out there and doing homework with people and like having these built-in friends just right here in the unit. Um, Whereas probably when I live off campus, wherever I'm doing next year, I'll probably maybe only have one roommate. Maybe I'll be living by myself. But like it's going to be a lot harder for me to like initiate those opportunities right. to really connect with people. And right. so I'm going to miss that a lot.
1: But what, but one thing that uh, as I have watched you grow over the three years that I've known you mm-hmm. is in your role as a PR writer, you've had to step out and and force those relationships or Conversation, so I think that's gonna that's gonna help you as you go forward. Yeah. Uh, for Tessa, uh, are you gonna miss anything about Cedarville?
3: Yeah, I agree with Nicole. I'm also an introvert, and what has been so great about Cedarville is the fact that everyone on campus is in the same stage of life. Mm. So we're all going to classes, um, and if we're working, it's part time, and we have similar schedules. So it's very easy to build relationships. I found, and I know that that might be more of a challenge moving forward as things change and as you're making friends with people who are in different seasons of life. So I would say that's definitely gonna be something that I will miss a lot
1: I've I've said many times and I experienced it when I was your age that four years of college or whatever it takes you go to go through are the best four years of your life because it's a closed community it's a caring community it's just wonderful time you can build a lot of relationships that last forever so uh, I know that's the case for you guys as well. So um, you guys will be fine. And if you guys need to uh, talk to somebody, just give us a call here in the PR office. We'd, we'd love to stay in contact with you. Is there anything that you said, Mark, this is what I'd really like to do. Is it, Are there any thoughts that you've given toward that end that you'd like to pursue once you graduate? Any, either one of you can start.
2: I'll start. I think when I think of my immediate future, I definitely have a huge passion for instructional design, which if you don't know what that is, is basically adult learning. So you could work for a company and like, let's say they're changing some sort of software and they're like moving. Like for us, we one time had to move from Moodle as our um, educational system to canvas and like you would have to make the trainings to teach people how to do that and i really like that instructional learning and teaching and doing that writing and then it also gives me an opportunity to use my graphic design minor to like make some little graphics along with it and branding it that's kind of what i see in my immediate future hopefully god willing we'll see what actually happens but that's what i want to do
1: are you hoping to relocate to the nebraska area
2: I wouldn't be opposed to getting closer to home. I probably won't go all the way back to Nebraska. I love Nebraska, but as a single 20 year old, I'm not sure if I want to just like live in the cornfields yet. (laughs) But maybe later when I'm ready to like fully make my roots, because I do love Nebraska. Like, I will, if you want me to go on a 15 minute rant about how cool Nebraska is, I will. But (laughs) maybe not right now.
1: (laughs) We'll save that for another podcast. What about you, Tessa?
3: So I love to write. Um, I love telling stories and I think that's been one of my favorite parts about working for Cedarville PR is getting to tell people stories and it's more than just writing them but also getting to listen to them. I'm not quite sure how that translates into a profession. I just know that I love to write. And so whether that is in public relations somewhere, um, I'm interested in working for a Christian company, so either a nonprofit or maybe a Christian publication, and just putting my skills to work in that specific context would be wonderful. But in terms of actually finding someplace, that's just going to be something I'm leaving up to the Lord in faith (laughs) um, to figure out where I'm going to land.
1: Well, your soon-to-be husband's going to be attending Southern Seminary, right? So you'll be rooted in the, the Kentucky area for a while.
3: I will, yeah, down in Louisville.
1: One thing I remember about Tessa, when we were looking for a replacement, we needed someone like you, I noticed that you were already writing for a publication. What what publication were you writing for? And is that ongoing?
3: Yes, it is. So I am a freelance writer and a columnist for Kentucky Today, which is the official publication of the Kentucky Baptist Convention. So I write a lot of news stories for them just with things of interest to churches in Kentucky. And I also write a monthly column on Generation Z, which has been a wonderful experience. I am so grateful for them taking me in and training me up and giving me an opportunity to use my skills.
1: For our podcast listeners, these two uh, students, Nicole and Tessa, are very gifted writers, and they have brought so much to the team. They're going to be hard to replace. I I do know that, but I look forward to seeing what the Lord has for them. As I mentioned in the introduction, uh, you both work as student PR writers, in the PR, in in our department. In this role, you're responsible for researching stories, writing new stories that we will distribute on our website, social media, and traditional media, whether that's Christian media or secular media across the country. When you think about all these responsibilities that we put on you, because we try to treat you as colleagues, not just students. When you think of all the responsibilities that you have, what thoughts come to mind? Maybe what thoughts came to mind when you learned you had these responsibilities, and how did you grow through them? Nicole, let's start with you.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, I definitely didn't know everything that PR was going to entail when I got into this as my little sophomore me, but I am so glad I did. It's definitely been a huge growing point for me through my um, career here at Cedarville of, like... Mark said earlier me growing to be more out of my shell because I'm introverted and things yeah. like that. And yeah, it's just made me more comfortable of like, I can be a professional because as Mark was saying, um, they do treat us like professionals and want us to take responsibility for our work and want us to um, yeah, do the response the work that a professional would do. And so I just feel so much more confident of I mean, even just like the small things like crafting a professional email to someone to ask for something like That is so important to learn, but you don't just like learn that in a class. And so luckily I was able to learn it here in PR because I write hundreds and hundreds of emails for them, which is so great. And so it's small things like that. But then even outside of PR, knowing how to ask really good questions, I've noticed that pour over even into my personal life. When I meet someone new, I have found myself getting better and better at asking really good, deep questions to get them talking versus like the shallow, like, oh, how are you doing? Like, what did you do today? Like really like listening to what they have to say and then asking a follow-up question, which is something I definitely learned through PR. So I'm very thankful for that.
1: Uh, That's that's a good story. And I believe writing is an essential quality, but you're not going to be a great writer unless you can ask good questions and you can listen to the response. So, and you've done a great job on that. How about you, uh, Tessa? What, what thoughts come to mind when you think about the responsibilities that you have had this past year in writing?
3: I'm just going to echo Nicole. I think PR has been huge in helping me to transition from student to a young professional, maybe not necessarily in how people perceive me, because like you said, y'all treat us as colleagues. But in how I perceive myself and how I carry myself and I've gained so much confidence in learning how to communicate with people in the office, how to email people well and have those conversations in the interviews of getting the information that we need for the stories and I think that's been incredibly helpful.
1: One thing I really like about you guys, and, and your other students as well who work for us, but uh, you guys in particular, you have learned or grown into being able to push back when I edit your story and you push back. You think, well, this this should be in it, or this should be in it, or that didn't, that's not quite right. You guys have learned to push back, and we've had good conversations, dialogues. Now, we may not always agree at the end, but the the goal is always the same, is to write the best story. That's one of, that's one of the things that I, I I can probably speak more to Nicole because I've seen her longer than Tessa, but she has really grown in that aspect. And that speaks to me of confidence in her ability, and uh, that's going to serve both you guys well going forward. I want to stay in the storytelling area as a result of the job, just to... As you, as you think back to your time here, what parts of the job have really helped you personally and maybe even professionally? You've, you've touched on it professionally, but maybe address it from a personal perspective. How has writing uh, PR stories and interviewing people and doing research helped you in those two areas?
2: For me, I always find a lot of encouragement from the stories I write, um, especially like very personal stories about someone. A couple that come to mind is the story I wrote about Virginia Walker and being an ER nurse in the Congo right before COVID hit. Those stories, like listening to them encourage me so much. Just to be able to hear them talk about their life and how God is using them has been an encouragement in my own life. Um, I forget the name of who I was interviewing, but it was someone going through the MBA program here. And all of a sudden I was like, being theologically taught because through his life experiences, he was teaching me things about the Bible. And I was like, this is such a blessing that like through my job, I get to be uplifted and drawn closer to the Lord. And so I am very thankful for
1: that. You bring great points, Nicole. Thanks for sharing. How about you, Tessa?
3: Yeah, I would add, I think it's also helped me to grow in how I interact with people to be more intentional. I think, Nicole, you already touched on this a little bit, but just being intentional about the questions that you ask and going deeper than just surface level conversations there's a way to do that without being clunky and without being awkward and I think having those conversations in the context of interviews has helped me grow in that just as an individual and also the encouragement aspect is a massive part of writing these stories for PR I remember I wrote one on Casey Pott who is a worship major here and she spent nine months working for True Girl Ministries just hearing about how the Lord had grown her and worked in her life through that experience was just such an an encouragement to me even though my season of life and the experiences that I've had have been so incredibly different. So I love the opportunity to learn from others just by doing all these interviews and writing these stories. It's really, really cool.
1: Do you uh, recall maybe, maybe your most favorite story that you've written and and then if you do recall it, what made it memorable for you? Let's start with Tessa.
3: I don't know. I think I've written a lot of stories that I've really enjoyed, but one that comes to mind is a story on actually one of my good friends who went through the worship program here at Cedarville. And he had been working in his church all throughout his time at Cedarville. And when he graduated, they brought him on full time. And then as a church, they also ordained him. And that was such an interesting story just to hear how that church body had loved and encouraged him and helped equip him for ministry. And I'm from a ministry family. And so I love hearing those stories and how everybody's experience is a little bit different and hearing how the church um, loves their pastors. So that's a story that I just, I really loved writing and it gave me an opportunity to get to know him more, um, which was great.
1: Yeah, that's great. How about you, Nicole?
2: Yeah, I always think back to, and it's a more recent one, which is probably why I can remember it, but Virginia Walker at the ER nurse, um, just because I interviewed her for that one right after school shut down and, you know, all these unknowns are happening. And I remember, Like, I didn't know what was going on, but I found this story. One of my good friends from GWID, which is a shortened for my major professional writing and information design, but one of my good friends from there was like, oh, you should go talk to Virginia. She's doing a lot of great work. And so, like, I found the story, which is always just, when I find a story, I'm always super proud of myself because it's a a hard job finding stories. And so I found the story and then listening to that was just so encouraging um, during that time. And honestly, it's one. Yeah, I think. I remember it took me hours to write because it, like, it, to me, it was so important to tell this story. And, like, I was like, my words aren't good enough, but I need to tell it. And so I remember just laboring over those words. And so then when I finally saw it in print, I was like, yes, it's here, it's done, it got through. And I was very proud of that story.
1: It was a great story. And for our listeners, so they understand really more fully what these stories ultimately lead to. As I said at the beginning, you know, they'll be on our website. We'll we'll post them on social media. But we also send them to uh, secular and Christian media. The Virginia Walker story, Virginia's working in the Virginia area, D.C. area, and uh, there were some secular TV stations out of Washington, D.C. that were interested in talking to Virginia about her story. And it was a great opportunity for them, and and, and she took advantage of it, to share her faith in Jesus with the interview. That story was also on K-Love. Um, so it's really fun for me to see the stories start here, but then see how the Lord puts legs to them and grows them. I'm interested from your perspective, either one can, can start, what goes through your mind when you see a story that you've written, you've devoted a lot of time to, and it makes it in, on a Caleb or it makes it on a Washington, D.C. T- TV station or a Columbus, Ohio station, doesn't matter. Does that encourage you guys?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> I remember the first time one of my stories made it on k It was actually about a student podcast here on campus um, called Cedar 60, and they're all about engaging politics with the gospel from a gospel perspective. And I couldn't believe it when I first saw it, but it was so encouraging to know that that story was interesting to people and that was impacting people and that more, could, more people could hear about what students here on campus
2: are, are doing out of their passion for the Lord i mean seeing your name on like a bigger name website is always like ah, what's happening like wow and so totally i would reiterate everything tessa said and also yeah just pure awestruck i remember the first time when i saw it i was just like what is happening like is this for real i don't know but then also just the validation of it because everyone in their own craft goes through periods and seasons where like they're just in that funk of like what what like am I really good at this am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing and so like finally seeing those happen and like being like yeah I am making a difference yes my writing is good um I think is important and not to live for that I don't think we should ever live for that validation but it is good I feel like the Lord has uniquely placed those um high points in my life to be like, hey, like you don't think right now you're good enough, but you are. And so seeing that as kind of a message for him, that's like, yeah, this is the right direction I'm supposed to be. Yes, I can do this because ultimately I'm doing it for him.
1: That's that's really neat. And we don't work for glory. We don't work for fame, but it's great to get rec- recognized for great work that you've done because it does encourage you. And then obviously all the glory goes to the Lord. I remember, I don't think either one of you were in the office, maybe you were, um, I started uh, this past year when I see a story in a local paper, I'll put it on your cubicle area so you guys can see the story and that that your work was valued and used. And I remember putting a story that was on K Love's website or whatever. It was on it was Heidi Heidi Rainey. She she got it and I I walked in there and she goes, Oh, I need to tell my mom. She's gonna be so excited. It's it's so much fun for us old timers to see you guys get really excited of what you're doing and knowing that what you're doing has true meaning, um, spiritually and for the university. So I want to thank you for that. We're rapidly running out of time. I have time for probably two more questions and this one goes out of the PR world and it takes you back into just you guys being a student. So, you know, last year was really different with you guys leaving midstream and going home and and going online totally. This year has been a a little bit more normal where you're on campus, but still things are not like they were when you started as as, uh, earlier students. So what's, what's it been like for you? What's been the, what's been the Cedarville experience for you um, the past year and a half because of COVID Um, Tessa?
3: Well, my experience is probably going to be a bit different from Nicole's because I actually live off campus. So, even before COVID hit, I wasn't on campus very frequently, but after going home and then having to come back, I've had to be a lot more intentional about my relationships with people because um, I'm not around them all the time. I don't live in a dorm. I live with four other girls, which is great, um, but you know, for my other friends, having right. to go out of my way and find um find safe ways to get together and it's hard right because we can't go out to places like normally we would like go to the mall or go to the movies or all the different options that you have and we don't really have those options anymore so it's definitely been very different in that regard and I feel like I don't see people as often I don't see my professors as often which has been a very big shift um, even in this school year compared to last school year and it's kind of sad in some ways I miss I miss being able to just like hang out on campus and see people and talk to them just whenever. And now it seems everyone's kind of in a hurry. We're just yeah. trying to get places and no one tends to linger anymore. So it's definitely, definitely been a shift.
1: Yeah. I find it hard to even recognize people mm-hmm. when we're all wearing masks. I've had, I've had people come up to me and say, hi. And I haven't looked twice or three yeah. times just to try to figure out who it is. So how, how has been your uh, COVID experience and Cedarville experience, Nicole?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, COVID is, has been rough for us all, but I mean, ultimately the Lord has been good through all of it. And part of that was just how Cedarville was during it, because even like if we go way back to last spring when the shutdown originally happened, I remember because I had just flown back from spring break and two days later, they're like, you need to fly back home. And I'm like, I need to get plane tickets. I need like it was just overwhelmed of like everything that I needed to do. I remember that Wednesday calling my parents multiple times trying to figure things out, but I still remember distinctly so many people came up to me and was like, we're going to get you there. Like, if you need to come stay at my house for a couple of days, you can come stay at my house for a couple of days. And I actually ended up staying with my former roommate for a couple of days before I flew out just because of how everything worked out. And so I just remember while the world seemed to be crashing down, Cedarville bonded together To really be like but we're still here for you like we're going to figure this out and so and then even like going home and doing school online which is just so different from everything I've ever experienced I was a public schooler and then here at college so like that was nothing I'd ever done before and I remember halfway through I like broke down like I like I I was like the world is ending like it's official it's ending and um it came out in an email to one of my professors and she called me that day and was just like hey let's talk this out and just like so amazing that like regardless that we were in a whole different time zone hours and hours apart miles and miles apart that like she was still willing to like sit down talk with me she has all her children at home because they're not at school but you know I was still important and so that was awesome and then I was so glad to come back on campus and yes it's been different and it's yeah been harder to connect with people I know as an introvert, it's been a huge temptation to be- use COVID as an excuse not to see people. Um, and so fighting through that, and I feel like I have, again, this great support system of like, yeah, Nicole, let's fight through this. Let's, um, let's go as one through this instead of becoming isolated and separated. So that was my experience.
3: I would add that the grace shown by Cedarville professors has also been s- such a gift just throughout Like the initial quarantine and then transitioning to being back on campus, they have just dealt so graciously with us and have been present when we've had questions and if assignments got turned in late because there were technical issues. Um, And that was just such an encouragement to me going home. I've done online school before, but it's really, really challenging. And so to know that professors were still in our corner rooting for us and cheering us on and then giving us the resources that we need to succeed, even in such a crazy semester, I think really helped at least me continue to be successful even with all of the changes going on. So I'm so grateful um, for our professors and how they responded in such a difficult situation.
1: Cedarville is a special place. And this last question just um, reinforces uh, my belief of what makes Cedarville special. I want to thank you for sharing that. My last question on the on the program today, since we started airing Cedarville Stories podcast a year and a half ago, we've always mentioned that we share Cedarville Stories for God's glory. I'll pose this question first to Tessa, then Nicole can wrap it up. How do you hope or possibly even know you're bringing glory to God, whether it's through cla- your classroom, your relationship, or whatever? How are you bringing God glory?
3: That is such a great question. I think and hope and pray that through the work that I do in striving for excellence unto the Lord's glory and not my own, that He is glorified through that. I'm a perfectionist, and so I like things in their place, and I'd like to do a really good job, but sometimes I get so caught up in doing that just for the sake of success that I get distracted. But I hope that moving forward, and as I continue to grow as an individual and as a follower of Christ, that here at Cedarville, that my work glorifies Him because I do it well. Um, And not because I do it for people's recognition um, or for the grades or for myself.
2: Yeah, I first thought of a story which happened during COVID while I was at home. And one of the blessings about going home was that I got to spend all these weeks with my parents. And we watched church every Sunday. And afterwards, we got to discuss the message. And I remember one day, my dad looked to me and he's like, oh, my goodness, Nicole, you have grown. And I think right there, that's a testament to how... Um, the Lord is receiving glory in the life because when we grow closer to him, he's receiving the glory. And so, um, yeah, that was just, again, just something in my life that I was like, yeah, like it's slow growth. Like I, it wasn't just like overnight, all of a sudden I was super grown and matured in my faith, but like slowly over these four years at Cedarville, I have experienced um, what does (laughs) Dr. White call it the um, greenhouse effect of just being so poured into that. I feel like, spiritually I have grown more these past four years than I ever have in my life and that gives God glory and I feel like coming out of that and probably into a secular work environment um, that I will be able to better serve him in vocational ministry because of that which will also give him glory and so yes not like I'm not actively evangelizing right here right now every single day but I'm preparing for that and it's very much this step Towards becoming the best, a version of being a Christian that I can be in this lifetime before we are made new in the next age.
1: I look forward to uh, following uh, your life, your career, uh, whatever the Lord has for you going forward. Um, I'm so thrilled that you guys decided to join us in the PR uh, department because uh, you've brought so much—not just your work, but your personality, and your care, and your kindness—and I can honestly say. That both of you have um, have pushed me to be hopefully be better than what than than what I was before I met you guys. So thank you for challenging me. Um, thank you for all that you've done, and I um, admire both of you, and I really thank you for joining me uh, today on the Cedarville Stories podcast.
0: Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> thank you for listening to Cedarville Stories Podcast, brought to you by Cedarville University. If you were encouraged by this conversation, like I was, please share this episode with a friend. If you know of an awesome Cedarville story, share it with us. We would love to showcase how God is at work in the Cedarville family. And be sure to come back next week when we'll hear another Cedarville story for God's glory.